Bitchin' with Brittany. This is our fourth episode today, and I'm super excited about it. I got my first guest on the show, Uli Goulier of the Uli Who podcast. He was nice enough to open his home to me. Uh, we recorded in his studio. I drank his booze, and we did some bitchin', and boy, did we bitch. We go on some tangents, and this is just a wild ride start to finish. Lily's probably one of the most important people in the world to me, and so to have him on my show is just such an honor. Uh, definitely will not be the last time that he's on as well. So, uh, welcome to Crossing Streams, and I hope that you like it. Thanks. Well, that sound can mean one thing and one thing only. We're back here on the Uluhu podcast. Wait, no, we're not. <laughs> We are on the Bitchin' with Britney podcast. We're on the with Britney podcast. Holy shit, so sorry, girl. I am your guest. You are not mine. Hey, we can be each other's guests. I would love that. Yeah, a absolutely. Little, a little something something. Right, a little crossover episode. Uh, you know me. I'm down for any <laughs> the, crossover. The second the recording button starts, you're like, hey, it's my show, and you're all just living in it. Well, <laughs> that's because that's what I'm used to, and I'm not ready to take a bunch of lip from you about it, so fucking chill out. Okay? Oh, no. You're going to catch all the lip from me. Oh, God. All of the lip. Your lips are so great. Uh, obviously. hey Hi. Welcome to Bitchin' with Brittany. I'm here with my first guest, um, Uli Goulier, who is a really great friend of mine. Uh, someone that I consider my ex-husband. We got married on a cruise. I, how many times have we been married and divorced? I think we've gotten married and divorced. I want to say anywhere between three and nine times yeah yeah i mean was, here and there like back and forth yeah man it was um it's tumultuous well it's it's touch and go it's fine but yeah. but hey guess what here we are here we are and we're recording face a to podcast face. together I love it. <laughs> this is amazing thank you for having me on the show oh my god i'm so glad that you're here and yeah. teaching me so much about podcasting i'm not teaching you shit but i unfortunately so uh for britney's listeners uh yes. the reason that i came across like that is because we are going a bit of a one-off from her normal format. We're using the studio at my house and the one that I use for my podcast, but this is absolutely an episode of Bitchin' with Brittany. Um, you're one of, it's interesting, the, the folks that I know that host podcasts locally are my friends I will always listen to, and not in a critical point of view, but much more in a, like, um, just, I, I want to hear how my friends are doing, you know? Right. So when you said, hey, who's going to be, I'm going to be in Springfield October 4th. I was like, girl, you coming into my house. We're doing this. All right. So here right. we are, dude. Here you're, we are. And, you're the host. I'm just the producer. And I'm about to drink a beer that you brewed. So True. tell me a little bit about this beer that you brewed. Right. Yeah. So this is the crazy for Swayze Hazy. <laughs> Which I don't know if you knew this about me, but I fucking love Patrick Swayze. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually started like a Facebook group back in high school that was like crazy for Swayze. Like, oh that's literally what it was called. Well, this is the yeah. crazy for Swayze Hazy. I'm so excited. I haven't tried it yet. So we're going to get we're going to cheers really quick. And then Absolutely. we're going to first tasting get, notes. I want to get your opinion on it here. So I'll give you a little backstory. Like, while... what if I hate it, though? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Do you think you're the first person that hates me in my world? 
So I don't think I could ever hate you. Baby. We've been married and divorced so many times. I know, right? Inextricably linked. So the Crazy for Swayze Hazy is actually a collaboration with several of my friends. We went down to Show Me Brewing yeah. in Springfield, oh, Missouri. Which, shout out to Show Me Brewing, by oh, the way. Yeah. They do amazing work in Springfield. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, all of the breweries in Springfield are just fantastic. But Show Me like really does some truly awesome shit. Yeah, man. Uh, working, with, uh, working for 4x4 and then enjoying everything that Chris is able to create, it has allowed me to appreciate what other brewers are doing. I would say Andy at Show Me and soon to be at um, Wire Road is among the very top tier brewers in this town. Yeah. And I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I've thought that for a long time. I didn't know that he was going to Wire, but I mean, even still, if anybody ever asked me, like, what are some of the best breweries in Springfield? I'd be like, dude, look up when Show Me is open because he's one of the best brewers in Springfield, like hands down. Well, one of the things that I think really sets him apart, it's like listening to a master musician. It's like speaking another language, right? So you and I decide we're going to learn how to speak Portuguese, (laughs) right? So we go to school. Here are the words. This is the word for this. This is the word for that. Okay, now we know that. But then we have to learn the mechanics, right? Right. So past tense, plural, whatever, pluperfect, what have you. It's not until many years down the road you get into a conversation, right? You still have to learn all the rules. Right. It's like playing hockey. Right. And I've learned in my short time in the brewing world, same story. Yeah. You need to learn the mechanics, which probably all the brewers here in this area know, and all the brewers who say they're brewers know. Right. But when you get to a certain point, you're speaking a language. Mm-hmm. And when I had Andy on my podcast... I would ask him stuff like, so what kind of hops are you using? Like, what sort of specific gravity are you looking for? Like, how do you get your ABV? Right. And Andy was like, yeah, I don't know. This tastes good. <laughs> but of it course. is not that he doesn't know. He has just got a level of expertise that's so much. Now we're having intellectual conversations. Right. I'd say Schaefer's the same way, 4 by 4 Like, Oh, yeah, I 100%. Lo- I love watching the masters of the, the genre. The bearded dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love watching the masters of the genre go at it and um, not go at it competitively, but Andy, Andy is that way. So he knows that I've been a little bit of back of house at 4x4, mm-hmm. and so I speak conversational Portuguese. <laughs> I'm not writing philosophy. I speak conversational <laughs> Portuguese. And so I told him I wanted to make a beer. And the beauty of Show Me Brewing, plug out to Springfield, Missouri, Show Me Brewing, <laughs> you can say, I like beer that's brown. Like you make that right. literally, but also one of our owners at Four by Four, Derek Schimmel, made a beer at Four at Show Me, even though he owns a brewery, right, for his upcoming daughter's birth, because that small scale is fun, and he's actually able. Then you can start fucking around with hops of different. Like we used uh, yeah. Citra Galaxy and Sabra hops on this. Mm. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. It's it's hazy. It still lingers after all this time. Yeah, like a cranberry I mean, it does. song. I, <laughs> still lingers. No, and honestly, like I'm I'm kind of out of the hazy IPA game. Like I uh, was so oversaturated right. with yeah. hazy IPAs that I was like, ugh. I can't take it anymore. But too many dudes in beanies. <laughs> yes, too many. <laughs> That's what we're gonna bitch about today. Is fucking hazy IPAs. <laughs> we will not, madam. 
<laughs> no, but we're going to talk about how yours is good and how I hate every other one. Oh. Like, okay, dog. Let's t- get married again, dude. Let's get <laughs> yes, married again. You know what? Right here, right, right here on the it. podcast, dude. Like, my cat is a registered minister. <laughs> <laughs> You're a registered minister. I know, but you shouldn't do yourself. It's the name of my next sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Awkward pause. <laughs> As you consider that one. <laughs> God, I hope you invite me back. I kind of feel like you're not going to invite me back on your show. Oh, my God. This is going to be the number one episode. I swear to fucking God. Okay. But, like, I just, I, this is my bitch, is it? I just got overwhelmed with all of the hazy IPAs. I mean, Dogfish Head just released a hazy IPA. And it's made, it's called Hazy O, and it's made with oat milk. Who gives a shit, bro? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. literally, who cares? I mean, it's fine. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, we we need to tone it down on the hazy. It's like, IPAs are good, but, like, there's so many. And then you're getting into the realm of beer where it's like, you're not even really drinking beer anymore because everybody's trying to do so much shit sure, with it. Sure, it's, it's the curse of the Bloody Mary, right? Oh. Everything but the kitchen sink there. Uh, we I, already heard my rant yeah. about <laughs> Have you seen uh, Have you seen the Jim Beam ad? No. And it's uh, it's pretty good. I'll show you on the break. But he talks about like someone goes into a bar. It's like well, I don't know what kind of beer I want. There's some like old druid wizards like you want the stout. And the, there was the hipster with the beanie and the scarf. He's like, shit <laughs> at the IPA, man. And there was like some German people in Lederhosen are like, you must have the Hefeweizen or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so the bartender finally is like, how about a Jim and, Jim and Seven? You like that? I was me using I love that. No, that was perfect. That was- As we say in the business, boom. <laughs> I literally Perfect. spent all this money on the soundboard just for the stupid I, effects. I love it. Wait, what does this one do? Oh, oh! Oh, that's the explosion. Don't. Wait. <laughs> that's when I ask my, that's when I ask my pointed question. Don't point. Don't touch. <laughs> oh, my God. Brittany, how was your last date? Truth. <laughs> Oh goodness! Right. So no. sorry, someone's getting drunk here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, I, I think you you make a great point though. I think that um, the IPA is like anything else. It's like uh, when we saw those Ford or Jeeps first emerge on the scene. Oh, I wanted one so bad, yeah. and then everyone has one. Yes. Now it's the Bronco. Now oh. it's the uh, I and I have said this, and I love riding my mountain bike. It's been a few years, if you can guess based on my waist size, but. No, you read it. No, you rode your bike the last time that I saw you too. That's because I had a. That's because the law said I had to have one. <laughs> I can't speak to that right now. <laughs> I can't talk about that until the case is adjudicated. No, it was just strictly for exercise. <laughs> yeah. it was I just love my for health. Exercise. Yeah. No, 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 no. Health no, and but... fitness is my passion. <laughs> <laughs> fitness is my life. No, I think I think that mountain biking community has turned into the new CrossFit. Same thing. Oh, Everyone, dude, everyone's yeah. got to show up with the latest shoes, the latest racks, the latest. Which uh, props to Kuat. It's my friend Luke's company, but like it, it feels like when I see friends that mountain bike, like you're nothing unless you haven't bought a brand new thing this year. And same with beers. And just like the Bloody Mary comparison, it's like I think they're. I think you become oversaturated because everyone wants to outdo the kitchen sink, right? And right. And 
my goal with this hazy, yes, it is a hazy IPA because I love them, but I wanted something that I thought could stand the test beyond the fad. Right, which I I think you did a good job, and I'm not bullshitting. You know that I would tell you the truth Mm -hmm. if I didn't think it was good, but this is a hazy IPA that I would actually drink. Like, I would actually, like, try a sample of this and and be like, no, that's delicious, and I would try it. Yeah, I didn't, and, and and I would drink it like a hundred percent. I didn't no. want to market it from a fruity point of view. I didn't want to market it from a, hey, this tastes like your grandmother's croissant. Like it, it was just a fucking hazy IPA, right? So yeah. Um. So before we get to the next beer, and before we get to our little break, um, what are we going to be bitching about this week? Oh, what do you want to bitch about? I have a whole notebook of things I can bitch about. Yeah, so right you, you, you dealt with goop. You dealt with... Uh, uh, we dealt with Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys and goop. And then I think the other thing you bitched about was, was it like one-way traffic? I don't remember. I listened, no, I haven't bitched about one-way traffic I've yet. listened to all your shows. Yeah, so the first one was... Oh, God. I've only had three episodes, and I can't even remember what they are. This is off-putting. So uh, I... Uh, oh, you're not, though. You're, you're amazing. No, I know. Uh, the first one, I bitched about Bloody Marys, and then the second one, I bitched about Don't Touch Me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one. Which That's I thought was a, a super uh, uh, pertinent episode, because as someone who's a close friend of yours, I mean, we've spent time, we've hung out in New Orleans, we've hung out in international waters, we've gotten married once or twice. Seven, eight times. Ish. Uh, Here or there. But it, it is a, it is an amazing privilege when you have a friend that you're close enough to that you can hug or put your arm around or Absolutely. slap ass. And yes. so the thing I kind of... I grabbed AJ's ass today. Well, the, well, no, I didn't grab it. I, I slapped his ass as he walked by. As one does. Well, it's AJ. It's France. No rules. <laughs> right. But you have people in your world. And I thought that was actually a really good point because... It's not that we want to create a construct where there's no physical affection or I I think human touch is such an important part of our journey. And I think between people who are friends in a non-sexual or non-romantic way, you should be able to have that. The thing is, it's the the takeaway I had from your first one was, or second one, it's about consent. Absolutely. Right? hundred percent. So when you and I reach a certain breakover point, because we, we, we were acquaintances. You and I were acquaintances. Right. It would feel really weird if I went up and went honk, honk. Right. But, or, or like I said in the podcast, like touching my hair or like grabbing my arm to see my tattoo or anything like that. Like right. those kinds of touches are inappropriate. And unwelcome. And unwelcome because yeah. it's unexpected. And it's like sure. if, I, if I know that we're friends or that we're in that kind of relationship where I feel comfortable with you touching me, that's fine. And that's a completely different conversation. And that's not gender specific. I mean, no, absolutely. If I were to have the abs that I dream about, except I love carbs and beer. Um, and someone were Baby, to just... Baby, your abs are fine. <laughs> they're deep in... They're deeply tucked in. <laughs> Baby, you have a keg and a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> but, but, I don't need your six-pack. I got no. your keg. <laughs> it's not a pony keg. It's the real deal. <laughs> but I think that, that it's it goes both ways. Like, I mean, there are people... And I'm not saying I'm any sort of like... I'm not trying to be a virtue signaler, but... 
yeah, man, respect my boundaries. I'm oh. a hugger. I'm affectionate. I'm a toucher. Mm-hmm. But if we don't know each other and if we're not comfortable and I haven't given you consent, you're not welcome to that. Absolutely. And I think that that message resonated across the entire uh, podcast. I thought that was a really good one. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. then we also talked about how, if anybody doesn't know, the soundtrack that I played at the end was Brack from Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Brack. Yes. And that was amazing. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I hadn't thought about Brack in forever. And then I was like, oh, you know who sings the song about this? Brack, Brack. from Space yeah. Ghost Coast to Coast or even just Space Ghost. A- like- A.K.A. Dane. <laughs> Yes. Dane is Brack, right? Oh, Dane is Brack. He and I don't speak anymore, but I know Brack when I know Brack. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, I think that the, you know, when you hear uh, people piss and moan about, um, uh, piss and moan about, you know, cancel culture, this, that, and the other thing, what they're complaining about is I don't have license to be an asshole. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. I completely agree. Because that, it, that, I can't I, I don't have license to voice my opinions freely because it might offend somebody else. And it's right. like, no, just because like your your opinions are offensive regardless. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mean that you can't express them, but what I'm saying is that what your thought process is is not uh, appropriate. Right. And I, but here's the thing. I think culturally, among friends, among mm-hmm. among people we find close, we can be as dirty as ever. There's That's no, true. there is not a. It's not saying like, oh my god, I have to look at you and be like, Brittany, how was your day? I can look right. at you and be like, yo, bitch, what's, what's happening? Up, bitch? What's How's happening? It going? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. and then you go for a honk and a squeeze, and I'm honk like, squeeze hey, baby, a, what's up? Check out, it's gray sweatpants <laughs> season. Hey, oh. <laughs> But the thing is that we have established the boundaries. And I think that that's what it comes down to is establishing boundaries and respecting boundaries. Absolutely. Well, listen, I have something to bitch about. Okay. You know what we're going to do right now? Yeah, we're going to take a break and then we're going to bitch about it. We're going to take a quick break. I would like to present to you and to your listeners because I'm a huge advocate. Um, You know Dylan Page? Yes. 4x4 Brewing Company, Springfield, Missouri, even though you live in Kansas City and you think you're better than everyone. (laughs) Well, it's better than Iowa and at my corndog stand. (sighs) So many complaints about that. Eating your fucking corn dogs. Okay, we'll bitch about that too. Two, two, two. But I had the opportunity to meet Dylan's brother Dane when I was in North Carolina. I'd heard his music before. But with your with your blessing, I would love to play on the break one of his songs. Yeah, for Can sure. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna play it for you and we're gonna talk about it on the other side. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You ready? Yep. Let's go. Let's do it. Radiates 
That was Selma from Dane Page. I know if you have been on the Uluhu podcast, you've already heard that. And since uh, Brittany has been so sweet as to allow me to put her podcast on my channels, listen, there's a ton of more songs from Dylan Page or Dane Page. Dylan, his brother, one of my closest friends. And I'm sorry for repeating Selma, but it's such a fucking amazing song. Oh, it's great. Absolutely you, great. You I, I heard it for the first time, and I was blown away. Like, you and I, absolutely blown away. Yeah, you and I enjoyed some Bardstown uh, bourbon. We're still sipping that one off before yeah, we, we get are. into the next chance. We Cheers. Were, yeah, absolutely. And also, if you happen to be in Springfield, Missouri, around the Thanksgiving time, please consider coming down to 4x4 Brewing Company. Dane Page will be down here playing his yes. tunes. Yes. He has a ton of great music. So, All right, so we're back, babe. Hey, baby, we're back. Guess who's back? All right. 
Back again. Brittany's back. Brittany's back. It's Brittany, bitch. Oh my god, we're I'll ready just to hit bitch. All of them. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we want to bitch about? What are you thinking? We, I mean, we already kind of. I kind of bitched about hazy IPAs, but like, what do you want to bitch about? Yeah. No, yeah. You gave me a tremendous <laughs> confidence boost with the beer that you made. <laughs> Feel good about that. You don't have to fucking say that like that. How dare you? How dare you? Ah, that's okay. I swear to God, I'm pregnant with your kids. No problem. Uh, so, <laughs> no, uh, you asked me earlier today before we decided to meet, and you're like, hey, what are you going to bitch about on my bitching with Brit? Um, and I, I, I mean, there's so much. I, I try to be a positive person in this life, but then we also go back to like, what really grinds my gears? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, of course. And I want to say this. It's going to be a little bit uh, touchy. I, little I bit. have not heard this. No. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. I have no idea what you're about to say. And I'm very excited. Uh, you just... specifically did not text me about this so yep. that I don't have any context. Yep, you're correct. Okay, awesome. At the risk of alienating, perhaps. All 13 of my viewers. Uh, the 14th guy is the one I'm worried about. <laughs> He's okay. that fella in Huntsville, Alabama, who's uh-huh. been seeing pictures of his junk. Anyway, I am. Here's what I'm a bitch about. Yes. Ever since the last general election before this one, I have watched the division in this country. And one of the things that really fucking grinds my gears, fries my bacon, makes me pissed is the cult of Donald Trump. Oh, my God. Because his supporters, even those coworkers I have, that now point back at me that say, I'd take a mean tweet for better gas prices. Like, <sighs> But here's the thing, and I want to be super clear about this. And I don't want to, I know you don't want your show to be political, but you asked me, so here we go. No, it's fine if it ends up political. Like, I'm totally fine with this. Well, I here's my thing, is that, I don't hail Joe Biden as some sort of savior. He's a mediocre politician at best, an old man who probably has cognitive issues, right? Oh, because I'm I'm sorry. What I'm what I'm the vibe that I'm getting from you at this current moment is that like I'm sorry, you're not idolizing a politician. You're not putting a politician on a pedestal pedestal pedestal. Pedestal. He's just some dude who wrote Amtrak. And like idolizing him and like he's going to be the savior, like all and all be all. Like, no. no, you're not doing that. That's crazy. We've never done that before, right? But we never. used to. We used to. And Did so, we? yeah, because um, I think, and I'm, and I'm going to go into the weeds here, I think my parents would have voted for Rutabaga as long as it wasn't Hillary Clinton. It wouldn't have mattered. Okay, like fair enough. Yeah. They're Reagan Republicans, has nothing to do with religion, has to do with small business. Yikes. And I, side note, though, I blame Reagan for everything. If I stub my toe on, like, the <laughs> corner of my cabinet, I'm like, fucking Reagan. That's fucking a, Reagan. funny you say that, because I tell my crew all the time in the firehouse, I'm like, thanks a lot, Obama. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right? It's, it's the same thing. Like, the thanks, Obama thing yeah. is like... Going yeah, rampant, but no, my thing, my thing is always Reagan. Like my thing is always Reagan. Well, like I'm sorry, I, 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 I listened to my stepdad explain to me how the trickle down economics means that more uh, people who could afford yachts uh, would buy yachts that nope. employ yacht builders. Nope, 
That and it wasn't sucks. until I was older that I'm like, how many yacht builders are there? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Are you I concerned just, about the I'm eight just, guys that exactly. build one yacht? Yes, 100%. No, that's the that's the. I'm guys more concerned, you're concerned that about. kids right. have food to eat. 100%. But it's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, the billionaires are definitely where we need to spend our time worrying about. Oh. But no, Reaganomics pisses me off but also like it just kills me like literally everything i'll like i sprained my ankle last night jumping, jumping out, out of, of a, a tree, tree. <laughs> which i definitely should not be doing at my age but also uh, as soon as it happened i was like man oh fuck reagan <laughs> Well, every time I see something bad happen in the world, I'm like, it's Reagan's fault. Thanks a lot, Obama. (laughs) It's either Obama or Reagan, and there's no in between. (laughs) Yeah, and and to me that is, uh, to me that is is super uh, poignant. And here's why: is because um, I I just think that 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 trope, that mindset, has been passed along, and so people subscribe to it. And honestly, I mean. All laughs and joking aside, what we watched with Donald Trump, and I've had people on my my own podcast from both sides of the of the aisle, right? And I will grant to him, he knows he he's a he's a classic populist, right? Like he knows right. how to say the things that get you worked up and pissed off. Uh huh. But you have to find a common enemy, and he's really good at that because anybody that opposes him is a piece of fucking shit, right? Like, even people say, he's the greatest, he's one of my <laughs> favorite guys, he does amazing work down in New Mexico. And then all of a sudden, the guy turns again to him, and he's like, he's a rat. Like, and, and, and so here's my bitching with Brittany Point. It's not that he says these things. He exhibits to me classic narcissistic tendencies. It's like that old bumper sticker, Jesus, please save me from your followers. Yeah. That's where I really struggle is the people, the populace, the conservative friends that you and I have among us that will justify every bullshit decision. At some point, you and I, as and I'm a liberal person. It took me a long time to get to there. It's like I came out as a liberal <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> And okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just that, like, I, I, it's embarrassing. My family's super conservative, right? Like, right. it's like, it, it was always a slanderous term. You're a liberal! Like, somehow I don't know how to tie right. my shoes right. or I hate exactly. America. yeah. You're like, no, man, I just, I feel the need to take care of our people. Right. And so that was a tough one. And then, but the thing is, even on the liberal side of the aisle, it was super hard to, for me to pull the handle for Hillary. She's a genuinely unlikable person. I think that Biden is like literally your deranged pope. Like he is not. I, I mean yeah. honestly, okay, so my But I don't idolize any of them. I don't idolize any of them. Honestly, I think they all fucking suck. They all fucking suck. There's there's no I mean, sure. AOC, I'm kind of like, eh, I know a little bit about you, but also at the same time, like I don't give a shit. I literally don't care. But what drives me crazy is that you have, like, Trumplicans is not a phrase that just evolved out of nowhere. It's because people who idolize Trump are not traditional Republicans. 
And that is, like, what kills me. So, in my experience, is that I have um, someone in my life who consistently will send me less so now, but before knew that we disagreed politically. And so they would send me articles about, oh, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And I'm just like, you, you're just trying to start an argument with me. And I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm not trying to like get into that debate because like at the end of the day, I, I, I got really into politics for a really long time, and then I had to stop. I had to back away from it because it was it was too much, like too depressing. I think and most of that, like, that, and as election time came around, I find myself constantly refreshing CNN's app, yeah, or whatever, to find more articles. Uh, pointing out Trump's hypocrisies is his uh, like the things that he did were abhorrent. And I think, I think when there's enough time and enough elections behind us, we'll realize that. Yeah, exactly. I see it now, but I also recognize that I was looking for that at the time. Right. Which definitely contributes to my bias. Like, okay, well I am looking up articles specifically where Trump's an asshole. Right. So uh, someone I work with was like, well, you couldn't say anything good about Trump anyway because you just hate Orange Man. And I was like, okay, um, let me find something. Orange Man with fake hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, there, I, I, I looked up articles and it turned into, um, there was, he signed a law, signed a bill into law. That was again like made basically made animal abuse a federal offense. Yes. Okay. Yes. But that's the thing. I went to look for something that made me say, because I don't think anyone is exclusively evil and exclusively good. I don't think my side's exclusively good. I don't think the other side's exclusively evil. I I think the same thing even when it doesn't come to politics. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about like individuals. Shades even. of gray is like, our life shit, story, babe. Exactly. Uh, we're more like 50 shades, but. <laughs> oh my God. Did I show you my basement earlier? <laughs> we did go in the basement. Yeah, we did. Well, speaking of basement, and speaking <laughs> of 50 shades of gray, this is what we call a segue. <laughs> we're going to open up. We're LSD. opening a beer. I, I picked this one. It's called the LSD. <laughs> Uh, I've had this on my own show. This is I I picked it for my North Carolina uh, beer stash, the long steady distance from Crank Arm Brewing Company. Hell in, yeah! In North Carolina, this was one of my favorite beers I had on this entire trip. And the Ooh, reason I'm so excited, yeah. I haven't tried this yet. Well, the reason I I wanted wait to, is it a hazy IPA? Because <laughs> I just talked. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you no. sign up to Asshole Monthly? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah got, I mean, my podcast is called Bitching with Brittany for a reason. Ugh. I bitch about everything. I was literally <laughs> trying to tick us off of just political speak, but nonetheless. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. Mm, 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 mm. Well, and, and as we enjoy this, because yours is, yours is ready to go, babe. But mine, uh, 
I, I just think that <laughs> it's yours ready. It's all foamy. Is that what I'm concerned? You know why? <laughs> I'm super pepped up. Mm, that's it. I just I am. I, I told my same guy, my coworker, my engineer. And he hates it that I call him out. He he's like, I don't listen to your podcast. And he's like, I heard you call me shit on your podcast. <laughs> I, I for the record, I love my engineer. We are diametrically opposed politically, but he voted for Obama. But he has decided between Obama and and Trump that he aligns more with that. I think that perhaps he had a lobotomy that he doesn't know about. Oh yeah. But I will say this. I, too, am looking forward to the next political season because clearly we're Rome. We're about to burn. Seriously. I agree. And and, and he's like, well, how about, how about when Biden fell down the stairs? How about when Biden this or that? I'm like, here's the difference between you and I. I don't think Biden's my savior the way you think Trump's the fucking God's gift to the Republican yeah. Party. Trump was a Democrat until a few years ago. He's literally, so that's what really bitching with Brittany, that's my point, is that he is manipulating you to make himself an amazing person. And the the part that really sticks with me is you will vote against your own best interests because you're afraid of, like Trump has wedged him, he has bullied himself into the pulpit. Now he has the bully pulpit. hey yo. And on top of that, is that not only was he a Democrat up until a few years ago, but he is actually quoted with saying, and forgive me, I'll... Well, no, if I was to run for office, I know this quote. Well, yes, I'll, I'll put this in my show notes later or whatever what the exact quote is, but, like, he literally said, is that if I ever ran for a political office, that I would run as a Republican because those people will believe anything. And that's literally oh, shit, what... that's a good beer. <laughs> okay, Felt I'm like trying to... We need to take it down a little bit. Yet. Felt like we need to come down. Right, right, right. But also, it drives me fucking crazy, is it? Like, yeah, okay, so I voted for joe biden and obviously i'm gonna vote for joe biden regardless yeah sure i voted for hillary too i hated voting for hillary you because both man pulling that I, handle I know, was tough right? i'm like god i'm gonna i'm gonna rip my eyebrows out because i have such anxiety about voting for this terrible human that i'm voting for but at the same time like I'm voting for this human because I don't want the alternative to be in office, you let, know? Let me posit this for your listeners and for you. I worked with a gentleman named Lane Walden in the fire service, and I love Lane so much. He Do you want to call him out by name, or should I, like, edit this No, out? Lano from Plano. He'll, he'll put this out oh, anytime. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He, he looked at me one day, and he said, because what's interesting is we're union members— Working for the government in a socialist country, in a socialist oh institution. Isn't that LSD an amazing Dude, beer? This is so 6.5% ABV. Oh, my God. Go see Crank Harm Brewing Company. They're amazing. Oh, my God. It's delish. Okay. I, I just literally watched you become pregnant <laughs> with a beer can. A whole different person. Yeah, let's, Sorry. let's name it something great. Okay, it says uh, maybe taking a break with this IPA is just the ticket. This no coast IPA has a moderate business. 
bitterness with huge citrus and tropical hop aromas from massive whirlpool and dry hop additions. Mm. Damn, girl. It's good, dude. It's good. Sorry, I don't even. I, no, no, no. I don't even know where we go were. Uh, no, we were talking about like Trump and politics. I know, <laughs> or idolizing anybody in the. In the in those we're not places. idolizing anybody at this point. That's just it. <laughs> Shit. And, and that, oh no, no, my 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 good friend Lane Walden, and he said, yeah. "Really, if you want to win the vote in Southwest Missouri, you got to hit the three Bs: bullets, beans, and babies." Or no. Bullets, Bibles, and babies, not oh, beans. Oh, yeah. Not bullets. <laughs> so you got to be a hardcore 2A guy. You got to be a hardcore, I believe in the Bible, good Christian values. Right. And you got to be staunchly anti-pro-choice. I don't say pro-life because I don't believe those assholes are pro-life. They're only pro-pregnancy. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. they're pro-baby, not pro-life. Yeah. So, 100%. If you wanted to run for office in this portion of the country, you just have to hit those markers. Right. And I think uh, coworkers, friends, colleagues, and people I know will literally vote against their own best self-interest because they think they're taking some higher moral ground because Six Flags Over Jesus or a.k.a. the Jesus Christ Super Center to the south of us here right. will tell them you need to do this. and. That is my bitch. That is my bitch on bitching with Brittany is that, like, really? So I actually really want to do, and I I will do this later, is that I want to do a whole episode about how children suck. And, <laughs> no, and, and, and it's going to go a completely different way than what... I, uh, do you want to talk about my kids? <laughs> you dick. Hey, I haven't even met your kids, and we've been married seven or eight times. Okay? You actually have met my kids several times. <laughs> At least one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I met Max. You met both of them. Anyway. But I, but not my friend's kids in my circles, but. You liquor drinking. The. The children, and I'm using, you can't see me now, but I am using air quotes as the children have become such a stigma and the reason why so much bullshit has happened in our society because of the children. Make a jump for me. How's that? How do the children become a stigma against society? Oh. Okay. Because. Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. George Carlin says it the best. He's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, the children. Oh, the children. They're going to grow up and they're going to do this. Oh, the children. They're going to hear cuss words and they're going to do this. And he says, fuck the children. And that's 100% right, because everybody uses kids and children as a scapegoat to promote their agendas. 100%. And that's the same reason why why what we were talking about is... Uh, hold on. Let me go back. No, no, no. While you're thinking about this, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm going to say that that position 
has been utilized for self-aggrandization. Like, like I'm doing this for the children, air quotes. Right, like, absolutely. But, so, but, but, if I'm to say this to you, listen, I've got an obligation to my children to provide an environment for them in which to succeed uh, politically, environmentally, socially. I don't think that's wrong. No, and I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is that, like... Wait, wait, wait. Brittany, why do you hate children? <laughs> oh, my God. We're getting into it. Gotcha! <laughs> gotcha! No, what I'm saying is that, like, people use children as a scapegoat every single time. Like, they do it all the fucking time. Well, that's that whole bullets, Bibles, and babies argument, uh, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's yeah. what I'm saying is that, like, you have people who are like, oh, well, we can't say bitch on TV because the children might be affected by it. And I'm like, who's watching TV and letting them their kids say bitch and also they're hearing bitch in their homes all the fucking time here's the and, deal here's the deal and the other point well really quick i'm sorry i'm not trying to interrupt you but i'm there gonna finish my little spiel your hand gestures are intimidating because it's bitching with britney and britney's gonna bitch the thing that drives me the most crazy is the fact that like people assume and you have these organizations like like moms against whatever or like women against whatever and i don't even know the names of the organizations because i don't care because i don't care no i they're real and i promise you like the fcc gets thousands of complaints because somebody used the word fuck one time are you quoting m and m I'm going to go eat mom's spaghetti real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no, I, no, 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 but no. And still, it drives me crazy because, like, every, yeah. like, you have people complaining about shit that's like, oh, our children, oh, and, and please listen to George Carlin's rant about the children because it's so accurate and it's so on point, like, Fuck the children. Like it it's so true. Well, I, I, because I'll... like you just get you just get so fed up with the bullshit that it's like like kids are gonna learn what kids are gonna learn and if they go to public schools, like they're gonna learn about they're gonna learn about sex, they're gonna learn about drugs, they're gonna learn about rock and roll, they're gonna do all the shit anyway. If anything, like, my bitch is that, like, parents aren't more open with their children to have those kinds of conversations with them. Well, I think what it comes down to is that notion of family values. The moment, <gasps> the moment someone says family values to me. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Family values. The only family Values that I respect are the Adams family values. <laughs> oh my god! And the Adams family is the most dichotomous, like it's the most iconic, like 
Yeah, a husband it's, who it's, it's a, a husband, husband who respects, who loves his wife, and is obsessed with his wife. Who is like, I will love you, and I will shower you. Family with first, love. family first, family first with everything. Yeah. They support their children. Like the Adams family is the only family, family values that's only ever been portrayed. But then they're also like shown as outcasts. The entire like every well, were, Adams family thing they were during the show. And I think during the show, during the movie, during the movies now, like Hotel Transylvania, that's like they're releasing, I think, their third movie, like recently, I guess. But that's all based on Adam's family, which is this actually. Well, and that I think is is a valuable, a valuable place in which to plant your flag, right? If you're yeah. going to say family values, then why don't you actually fucking tell me what your family values are? Yeah. Because you can't just say a blanket phrase. Right. Oh, I'm in it for the children. Because what that says is like, that's like those statements that are like, I'm here to cu- help cure cancer. So the only other argument is like, I am super pro cancer. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I and am then- super like pro against what you say. With kids, too. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is it like, you you can't say, like, hashtag save the children, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but this is not real. And then you're like, oh, are you anti-children? I'm like, no, you're you're making a leap. (laughs) uh, And I'm going to say this because it's going to go on my podcast and the few people who listen. So there was a... General Mad Dog Mattis, who was the greatest mm. Marine Corps, Donald Trump said, he's amazing, he's the best. And then Mattis was like, yeah, you're fucked up, man. Like, this is shit isn't cool. And my Marine Corps friends were like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. That's what really grinds my gears, is that you will turn your back on someone with whom you were in the same armed services Seriously. Because you worship at the altar of Donald Trump. Which is insane. So, this brings us up to exactly what I was going to say, uh, sorry, we kind of took a tangent there, and part no, of that's my fault. No, but no, 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 no. I'm here This is bitching with Brittany. I know, right? But at the same time, like, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like, that, that whole, like, worship Donald Trump, like, I have a... I don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, People who idolize JFK. He was a womanizing piece of shit. Who who was on drugs the entire time. Who got us into Vietnam. Yeah. And the Bay of Pigs. Complete horseshit. There's there's no reason. I'm I'm sorry. But maybe I'll do an entire episode about the United States presidents. Because I could just go off and on. Yeah, crusty old white guys. For hours. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, it's like there's no reason to quote or um, appreciate like our presidents or politicians in general. Like, literally not. There are people who sit down to shit, put their pants on one leg at a time, then they make gold records. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That one throw you that one throw you off. Brittany uh, Lomos. 
Turns out. Oh my god. I'm just like you. So I'm here in the studio with Christopher Walken himself. So good <laughs> to be here with you. Against all odds. Here oh, we go. Man. But still, it just fucking kills me. I'm like, politicians are not people that we idolize. There's no reason for us to idolize politicians. But then you, you, you find out like people like your Martin Luther Kings or your Gandhis. Like, it turns out we're all just participants in the human experience. Exactly. So they may have amazing ideals or awful ideals, but they're still going to be simply humans. Right. So turns out Donald Trump cheated on every single one of his wives. And yet the moral majority, the hard right's like, well, but he changed his ways. No, he didn't. He just changed fucking D to R. Right. And they were able to compromise their own morals and integrity because they thought he was going to advance their agenda. Same with uh, JFK, Martin Luther King. Yeah. People who honestly are probably pretty fucking despicable on a personal level. Right. But they advance an agenda that we believe in. I think in the case of JFK, we lionize someone who has been cut down too early. And so I, I guess I, I would say that the cultish devotion to Trump was my initial, my initial, my initial beef that I want to do with Bitch and with Brittany, but it's pretty much anybody that we idolize to that level right? right we're all fucking we all shit we all wipe our ass right just trying our best absolutely and there's no reason i mean politics or not at that point you're almost still considered a celebrity and there's no reason to idolize celebrities like that like yeah I mean, and, and like, we we literally have three minutes left what do you think about free britney Okay. Okay. Now I went too far. That's a step too far, sir. No, it's not a step too far. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not that invested in it, but because, honestly, I really don't care about Britney Spears. Honestly, I really don't. I, anytime that I tell people, oh, my name is Britney, they always say, like, oh, like, Britney Spears, like, I've had to deal with that since I was a preteen. And Literally, it's just I've been, never said I, that about you. I know you haven't, but there's been people in my life, and they do that, and it fucking sucks. But, you know, whatever. I, I don't care. I literally don't care about Britney Spears. What I do care about, though, is Britney Spears' Instagram. And Britney <laughs> Spears' Instagram okay. gives me life. It gives that's like, me That's like, life. for me, that's like Coco, in uh, Ice-T's wife. Yep. Oh, my so God. I follow oh that one. God. I, I do follow yes. that. Yes. Yes. So Holy here's the deal. shit. I don't think on any level, if you're a rational human being, you can look at Britney Spears' case and say, yeah, that's a fucked up deal, man. Like, he should not have been in charge of her shit. I just find it tragic that as a society, that's what we, like... Let's rally now, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Let's That's fucking one do it. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. It's like hashtag free Britney. Fucking That's school a- teachers hey. are spending their own money to put supplies in classrooms. And we're like, oh, Britney. 
We don't need school supplies. We need to hashtag free Britney. <laughs> Literally. I, I can't think of a better way to end this podcast. Than... Other than talking about Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but seriously, she just posted on her Instagram not too long, like a couple of days ago. And she was literally, she's fucking naked. She's naked and has like posties over her boobs and then like one like little posty over her butt. And I was just like, bitch, I'm here for it. Whenever I shave my head, I was channeling my inner like soul sister, Britney Spears. So I'm I'm fine with her living her best life and whatever. But at the same time, like I'm also here to watch her fucking train wreck. Let me let me close out. Let me close out. (laughs) Let me close out my interview with you as your interviewee to say you have just wasted the last forty eight seconds of my life with Britney talk. (laughs) I thought you were amazingly hot with a shaved head. I thought that the moment you did it, but I fucking love you as a person. Oh, what? Now I'm not as hot anymore because I shaved my head because I channeled Britney Spears. No, you're still equally as hot. Right. Plus, you now have AJ length hair. So, <laughs> obviously, the AJ length hair. <laughs> yeah, that's doing something for me. But all I'm here to say is thank you so much for having me on your oh show. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that we did this. This is right? amazing. I've had so much fun. This will be your longest oh. podcast. I hope people stay tuned. It really will. And, like, please. Stay tuned because Uli will definitely be on the podcast again. I really hope I get some other people that are going to be on the podcast. It's going to be fantastic. And we all have shit that we want to bitch about, like, literally on my list. Right now, I have um, how people play rock, paper, scissors differently. <laughs> I also have um, sports superstitions. So I have a story I mean, about rock, paper, scissors. We're going to talk at Stepchild Lounge after this. Yes! So oh, let so me just t- let me tell you this as your guest and, and to your listeners. I am super fucking stoked that my good friend, former wife, lover of international waters. Current wife. Uh, Wait, are we exes? Yeah, we're exes. Okay, you, moved, you, you moved away. <laughs> but I want to say, A, thank you very much for having me on your show. And B, um, give it a shot. Uh, uh, Brittany Lumos is probably one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. And if she has a podcast, this is one you should listen to. So fucking dial in, motherfuckers. And also I want to plug Uli because he also has a podcast called Uli Who and it's amazing and he has Man, are we circle jerking? Yeah we're circle jerking. <laughs> yeah absolutely we're circle jerking. I'm not gonna like not plug your podcast. Well as as my own producer and my own host and my own everything. <laughs> In your own house. And yeah. also like I kinda wish I was wearing the t shirt that I have that says Uli Who but well but, but I'm I'm just saying is that we need to go now. So we're right at an hour. All right. You ready to do this? Yeah. Let's go to steps and fuck shit. Let's up. go to steps. Right on, girl. All right, baby. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.